Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Attention collectors of vinyl. Have you ever gone into a record store and felt overwhelmed by all the unfamiliar options? Are you frustrated by the constantly increasing prices of classic rock staples? Do you avoid streaming music or long for the days when music was recommended to you by a friend instead of an algorithm? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then check out I'd Buy That for a Dollar, a podcast about inexpensive, common, and underappreciated records that are waiting to be rediscovered. Each week, hosts Sean, Jeremy, and Peter discuss an album and the artist's history. Previous episodes include selections by the Isley Brothers, the Carpenters, the Doobie Brothers, and Donna Summer, among others. Become a bargain bin pro and impress all your friends with cool music trivia. Listen to I'd Buy That for a dollar wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, do you like uh, the creative control of Vish Khanna show? Do you like it enough to like it on Facebook? Well... There's a Facebook page now. A guy named Mike in uh, New Brunswick decided over the weekend to make a Facebook page for the podcast. So you should like it on there. Oh, and he also made a Twitter account for the show. I trust this guy. He's done stuff like this before. Uh, what could go wrong? The Twitter account for the Creative Control Podcast, at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E, at Vish Creative. So there you go. Facebook, Twitter. You can do it now. All right, let's get to the show. Creative Control with Vish On today's episode, James Keese, the editor-in-chief of Exclaim Magazine, takes me to a Blue Jays game. In Toronto, the Jays versus the Rangers on James's birthday. It was very kind of him to do this. I brought some mics along. I thought it might be a nice opportunity for us to have a chat about lots of different things, including... His work at Exclaim Magazine, Um, also his work with the Polaris Music Prize. He supervises the grand jury. I'm on the jury. No uh, collusion there, just a coincidence. And we talked about a whole bunch of other stuff, the Arts and Crafts Field Day event that just happened not too long ago, Uh, his trip to Prague. James went to Prague in the Czech Republic, so we talked about that. And there was a guy uh, during the game who interrupts us. Anyway, you'll, you'll hear it all. It's all coming up on uh, today's show. So stick around. Oh, and I should say, you know, sound quality is kind of up and down just because the crowd got very noisy. Not even the crowd, the stadium got very loud. You'll see. I think you can still enjoy the show 
but it was a bit louder than I thought it was going to be. I'm just putting that out there as a disclaimer. Okay, enjoy the show. This week's episode of Creative Control with Vish Khanna is brought to you by the Eden Mills Writers Festival, which celebrates its 25th anniversary this September 13th to 15th in the beautiful village of Eden Mills, just outside of Guelph, Ontario. Over the last quarter century, the festival has grown into a nationally acclaimed and widely respected literary event dedicated to promoting and raising awareness of Canadian literature, both young emerging authors and writers and very well-established ones, and they have a very exciting program planned for this year. For more information about the festival, visit EdenMillsWritersFestival.ca. People are walking by going, I did not know the play-by-play guys just got regular seats. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't know how else to do it. I thought it made the most sense to do it this way. I suppose to, like, in the privacy of one's home? Yeah, I don't really want to record stuff like the show at my house. I thought, you brought me to the baseball game on your birthday. It's true, I did. Which is really kind of you. Uh, you and, know, thank you for coming. No, of course. And it's it's nice to be here with you, because you've brought me to sports uh, quite a bit in the time we've known each other, and I, I appreciate it. It's one of the things that I like to do. Yeah, for sure. What? So what, we should just let people know that it's currently the top of the seventh. And tie game. Tie game. Texas and Toronto, four all. Yeah. And Toronto was up four nothing at one point. Yes. And it just all got went to hell. Yeah. Big third inning, and then uh, pretty much nothing since. I think they might be tired. This is the day after the eighteen inning marathon. They played basically uh, two games. We Both of at. these teams played basically two games last night. Like, they had two seventh inning stretches last night. Was it the longest? I know it was the longest game in Blue Jays franchise history. What about the Rangers? Yes, there was another longer game even last night. There was a 20 inning That's game right. last night. I read about that in Miami. So it wasn't even the longest game yesterday. I wonder if there was like a full moon or something. I wonder if there's like some somebody probably has a theory about this. It's kind of crazy. Now, you and I uh, got to know each other basically through music, and uh, and yet you have the sports side of you. We both have these sports sides of us. Yeah. Which is interesting because I remember you and I were both at. Uh, fucked up put, up put together this long winter series mm-hmm. and you and i went to the first one uh, earlier it would have been earlier this year or no no i guess it was late last year november last year yeah that's right so you and i both went to the first one and our colleague sam sutherland was there and he made a comment because i was wearing a wayne gretzky jersey and you were probably wearing a raptors sweaty hoodie probably. or something yeah probably he's like you guys came to a punk event dressed as jocks and i remember <laughs> i was just like really that still goes on i mean do you do you have to reconcile your sports love with your music love ever no, I don't think so. And I think it's actually a very common thing, especially among people who work in the music industry, at least for guys, uh, because I think most of us grew up as music obsessives, and music was a, a huge part of our lives. That's why we do what we do and why we're involved in music. Right. But at a certain point, when we have been so very fortunate uh, to make it part of our job or our whole job, then... Uh, at a certain point, it's still work. It's still your job. Totally. And I think what happens is that, you know, we're delighted for the first five or six years. And then we reach, and Sam Sutherland is a classic example because he's 20, he's in his late 20s now. And he spent 10 years, like, just with the goofiest grin on his face that he gets to do what he loves in music. 
but he did cross that line where it's like, oh wait, this is my job every day. Like I now I actually by doing that it has taken my hobby away from me because my hobby is my job. Right, but that's and true. so I think you then realize like, oh wait, I, there's still a place in my life for a hobby, and I think for a lot of us that hobby becomes sports. Uh, right, but his point, I think, was intrinsically that these things to him are diametrically opposed. Kind of like a high school, like, I, you know, this happened to me in high school. In, like, grade 11, probably. I was friends with, like, by, by before grade 11, I was probably friends with everybody. Uh, I mean, I'm, in all modesty, I was tried to be friends with everybody. But at some point, you have to pick a camp. Because it's either the jocks or the art, the art kids, you know. Sure. And eventually, I kind of picked the art kids. I was kind of in the middle, and then I was like, ah, I'm more into the art kids. You know what I mean? I didn't consciously do it, but in retrospect, I think that's what happened. And I think that's what Sam was kind of alluding to, that we came to this arts event dressed as sports guys. Well, I do think that, especially in 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 the culture of masculinity in North America. And particularly in a certain age, sports has an unsavory side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think that's in many ways why the more arts-oriented or whatever type of people move away from that culture because they get to a point where they can't reconcile themselves with the unsavory side of, of sports culture and then go away from it for a while and then I think come back with a more mature recognition of like, okay, I can take the elements of this that I enjoy, uh, the community aspects or the memories of, uh, you know, loving sports as a kid or yeah. whatever, and we can take all of those elements and we can leave the unsavory side uh, aside to a certain extent. Right. To a greater extent than we could in our late teens or early 20s um, when that seemed like you, you had to kind of buy this if you were buying the sports package, you had to buy the whole thing. Right, right, And right. I think it's only re later that we realize, like, oh, wait, we can, you know, enjoy a sporting event or, or follow a sports team or, um, you know, uh, in, enjoy being part of that culture without uh, necessarily also uh, joining the community of people that, um, that we may not want to spend time with. Right. We can take our music friends to a baseball game. Yeah, I'm happy being in I like sports. I've always liked sports. I never really viewed it as something... I mean, maybe it's just because I'm a pop culture guy. Mm. And, and it's part of the pop culture. And, For sure. And, I mean, I mean, you've been, how long have you been the editor of Exclaim now? Uh, we're coming up on... I think this might be year 19. For you? Yes. And it's the 21st year of the magazine, right? Yes. Right, okay. Uh within the industry do you see any similar competition that you might see you know like in professional sports is there are you a competitive guy are you part of a competitive competitive entity per se i don't think generally i mean i think that that there are those aspects of looking at yourself or your career in comparison to other people um I mean, have I occasionally felt competitive with something like Pitchfork? Sure. Right. But do I consider that on a par with uh, sports competition? No, I think culturally they're different. Oh, no. Uh, oh. No, that's a foul. That's a foul. You know what, what we're happens? Gonna... We're right in foul territory. And we're having this conversation. We've got, you know, we're doing the show. 
What if a foul ball comes towards us? Do we drop the mic? It'll be exciting. It will be exciting. I think that was pretty close to us. If it comes down to self-protection, I think we should drop the mic yeah, yeah, if yeah. necessary. I assumed I would. I'm not taking a ball in the face for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting that out there. Yeah, I don't think I think you're you're not the first person to have told me that. In any context, I'm just not taking a ball in the face for this podcast. No. What about? Uh, oh, oh look what, out. what's going on? That's a home run for Texas. Looks like. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, oh man, five four. Yeah. You think it's still is it still exciting to see a home run in any context? Like, that was the opposing team. We're not we're not hoping Texas does well today, but a home run is still kind of exciting, don't you think? Yes and no. I mean, I mean, that's the best thing you can do as a, as a baseball player, as a hitter. I, last game I was at there, we had a near Grand Slam and then a Grand Slam a few innings later. So. But by the Jays? A Grand Slam, I think, is, yeah. Okay. I, I think a Grand Slam is probably the most exciting thing you can see at a baseball Absolutely. Game. Absolutely. But people here are not happy about what just happened. No. No, we've blown a 4 nothing lead. It's now 5-4 Texas. Have you, have you seen a baseball game? Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. You can... Oh, you're not coming through. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Sorry. Have you been to uh, sports events or music events outside of uh, Toronto? Like, uh, I've been to Yankee Stadium. Wow. Old Yankee Stadium, not new Yankee Stadium. Oh, nice. And, and, and how would you compare that experience? Um, well, it's great because it's totally different. I mean, it's different just because I'm not invested in the team or the outcome, but the but more the history of the sport. <laughs> But well, what about the actual environment? Because I came to a Jays game with you a few months ago, and people were throwing uh, paper airplanes on the field. They were booing their own players. Then I went to Wrigley Field, mm. second oldest ballpark in all of Major League Baseball in Chicago, Illinois. Watched the Cubs game, Cubs-Padres. People were so nice. Yeah? People were so excited about it. And, and, and like, they weren't, they were being civil, you know? Like, they were into the game. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. So I'm just curious about how you'd compare Toronto to other cities. Because for me, I've noticed a big difference. I've also noticed it going to concerts, where like the crowd is just different. Uh, well, Toronto has that reputation. Sports-wise, the city is always Leafs and then everything else. Yeah. And what's weird is that Leafs games are not a particularly positive or joyous sporting environment to be in. It's, a lot of depression. It's tense. Yeah. It's angry. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, oh, the even when they're winning, there's always a sense like this isn't going to go well in the end for us. Um, it's just a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of broken, hardened hearts that have been broken too many times, but that are still like... Oh, no. Are we at the seventh inning stretch? This is the seventh inning stretch. Do you want to stand up? I would like to stand up. All right, fine. Let's stand up. Because I like this. The leg room is terrible. Yeah, I don't want to complain about the I mean. sky I dome. But I like that you call it the sky dome. That's, that's refreshing to me because yeah, they tried to change the name. The and I, I don't appreciate it. I, I don't want to jump around, but I may call them the Raptors forever, even if they change their name. Right. So. Do you think they'll change their name? There's talk. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, here's another thing you do. You work uh, with the Polaris Music Prize. I do. What do you do there? I'm the, officially I'm the head of the grand jury, uh, and well, I'm the the, the the sort of the overseer of the jury in general. So uh, I help I help with Steve Jordan, who's the founder and executive director of the prize. I help determine who's on the jury, 
and then uh, and then I help pick who the eleven people will be. It's a nice background. I like taking uh, me out to the ball game. It is nice. And yeah. Everyone's singing along. It's yeah. nice. Um, I hope this isn't a copyright problem. This could be a copyright knows. problem. Uh, this got to be in uh, public domain. In public domain I, by I, now. I would hope so. Um, but uh, I help pick the eleven people who will be in the grand jury, and then I oversee the grand jury on the night of the decision. So, how difficult is that job? It's not really that difficult. You're okay. Oh, and I sit on the board of directors. Okay. And what what have you done? How long have you been doing that? This is just my second year, so right now the votes are in for the long list, and those are currently being tabulated. Right. You want to the sit? long can we list sit? announcement will be the, at the end of this week. Yes, we, can, okay. we should sit. I, I enjoyed that stretch. Oh, and there was, did you hear the casual racism? The casual racism about Kawasaki? He put out that viral video, or he didn't put it out. Did you see the interview he did? Uh, with the uh, book of cliches? Yes, that's yes. right, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, it's a, it's a great interview. Yeah. And now people are just, white people are walking around saying, I'm Japanese, which makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. I guess it's totally, that's nice. It's nice that they're embracing him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What happened there? What just happened? Uh, he grounded out short. Oh, man. Kawasaki grounded out. He's not had a good game. Anyway, okay, so you've got to choose the 11, and you were saying, right, so I just voted, and yes. I had a bit of trouble voting. I actually changed one of my entries at the last minute. And are you voting? Do you vote now? I do, I'm no longer a voting member of the jury. Right. Now, you've seen the field. Obviously, the long list is coming out, so it might be difficult to make a prediction before that has been decided. But what are you thinking? Where, where, are your, where does your heart lie? Where do you think things are going to go this year? Because to me, when I was doing it, I'm like, there's kind of no huge... There don't seem to be like huge records, like by huge bands. It seems like I had, for me, I was deciding between a lot of smaller bands. Did you find when you were putting your ballot together that your was it? Uh, did it end up being kind of a diverse ballot this year for you? Uh, and how did that, how did that compare to previous years? Um, Genre-wise, I mean. You know, this was one of the first years I, and I, I admit it. You know, there's lots of. As jurors, I think we've all made mistakes and we kind of all approach it in different ways. Some people are strategic and some people... Because the point of it is to vote for the record you think the records you think are the best. Yes. But there's always like, for me over the years, I'm like, oh, I, I should make sure I vote for a woman. I should make sure I vote for a, a hip-hop record. I should... You know, I've just done that to myself. Because beyond forcing myself to do those things, those are just things I gravitate towards, like records by people like that. Um, and this year I didn't do that at all. I just sort of... I was I, I. This is the first year I made a list as the year was going on, so I just would write records down, and then I put the first five in initially that I'd written down, and then it became like I got to substitute out things because like I really want to vote for this record, and I couldn't do it. Like the Colin Stetson record was on my ballot, and then I had to make a decision in the, at the eleventh hour because I realized I didn't vote for like a Kid Koala record, for example. Right. And so you've got kind of. If you want to break it down, there's some genre distinctions going on there. But I just wanted to vote for the record I listened to the most and loved the most. Because that's what I'm supposed to do, right? Well, I, I think there are different... Uh, you see how people are excited about my decisions there? People really enjoyed the fact that I came up with a decision. They're the into the Kid Koala. I yeah, think. I think so too. Who wouldn't be? It's a great record. Yeah, it's a great record. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I don't know... 
what, what is your philosophy on, on how people should behave as Polaris Music Prize jurors? I, I think that uh, strategic voting to a certain extent is folly. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people who think like, well, I'd like, I'd like to see this record appear for reasons beyond whatever. And I think that you're trying to second guess 211, I think it's, 200, it's 211 or 215 jury members. You're trying to second guess what they're doing. And you, you don't have enough information to know what they're doing. So I think strategic voting in terms of like, I'm either, I'm not going to vote for a record I love because I think it's going to have enough support, or I'm going to vote for a record that I would like to see on the long list for reasons other than greatness. Right. I think both of those, both of those reasons are folly. I think you just have to vote for what you love and, and, uh, and just live with it because Otherwise, um, it's it's just a path to regret. Yeah, but it feels like such a burden of responsibility, and you know, I don't know if it's just a Canadian thing or our person. All right, oh, look at that. I oh, got a single. Batista singles the left. He's and, had a great uh, game. He's like, what is he? Four for four? Three for three? Yeah, three for four maybe. I think he's. We do have two out, although uh, the entire uh, four-run third all happened out with uh, two outs. Yeah, 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 including yeah. Including yeah. a three-run home run. So, yeah. this is, what do you make of this? Has been a good game, I think. It's been a so far, game. so good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. I mean, that's that's a good part of it. I'm I, burning up a little bit. I used to you? believe that as an Indian, I didn't need to put on sunscreen. You've you've got a little bit of brown people arrogance on the sunscreen. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's but it's like, yeah, no, what? But what am I going to get more tan? I got burned really bad the first time I went to Mexico because I had the mentality. I don't know why I just never burn here, but I, yeah, I went to Mexico and I got burned. So now I'm I'm living with it. Well, and I'm nearly transparent, so I need. You to put, put on, on the sunscreen. sunscreen. I should have put on some sunscreen. I'm burning up. Anyway, we were talking about uh, yeah, just responsibilities. You know, you're right. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you're just supposed to vote for the records you love. Yeah. But it's a small country, and it's and and sometimes you feel a certain responsibility to people who you know or people like you know you know them but that i think affects how you listen to their record and i think it's definitely tricky yeah it's it's tricky it's a small country but do you see do you see again i know that it's difficult to predict before even the long list but what do you see what do you think is going to happen are you are you comfortable making a kind of a pronouncement or does that put you in an awkward position first of all i can't really say yeah you can right you it, it would be morally and ethically wrong I, I'm not in a position to be able to comment on that, uh, partly because I have to oversee an unbiased jury that's going to be making this decision, and partly because I saw the long list results last night. Oh, you already know? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, then you definitely so can't So I say certainly anything. can't be making any sort of commentary on what may or may not be making the list. I'm amazed that you had time to look at that list because the Blue Jays were playing 18 innings of baseball. I thought you'd be glued to the two. And I was drinking five beers in the afternoon at Arts and Crafts Field Day yesterday. Well, the field afternoon. Day, yeah. How was that? I, it was a really fantastic day. A really well-organized festival, uh, which was held at Fort York in Toronto uh, for Arts and Crafts' 10th anniversary. So it was uh, the entire Arts and Crafts, ro- current Arts and Crafts roster, basically. 
uh, bands that I saw and enjoyed immensely included uh, the Darcy's, uh, Cold Specs, Jason Collette uh, had a really terrific set, including a lot of guests. Timber Tambor were really good. Sure. Uh, stars were good. And uh, how was Harry and, Belafonte? Did you see Harry Belafonte? And because Broken Social Scene and uh, and Stars were headlining. Um, oh, and Block Party, who I have not really enjoyed notably since their first record, which I thought was fantastic. And, and you, I and I fe it's felt like diminishing returns since, but they were amazing live. I have to say, really, really good. Very impressed. Oh, cool. Um, but also, just a super great vibe from the whole festival. And Jeff Remedios, who's the head of Arts and Crafts, uh, he was quoted as saying he was going for half hipster, half hippie. Right. And it really felt like that. Like everything from. Uh, you know, the full beard slash indie rock community out in force, but also, uh, you know, wine tasting in Kidstown. It was a really beautifully balanced, um, really beautifully balanced event, and they had fantastic food and uh, specially brewed beer for the day, and was just really, uh, I was one of the most impressive kind of single-day festivals I've been to. Oh, wow, it's really that's spectacular. That's great to hear. Now, you've seen that label evolve, uh, and, and, you know, you saw them from their inception, basically. What do you suppose uh, is a marker of their progress over 10 years? Like, what do you see... What do you think they've done so well? Because they are, I think... I think, arguably, they're the most successful independent label in this country, right? Uh, well, Network is probably up oh, there. Oh, right, sure. And, uh, I mean, if you're looking at financial success, but... but one of the keys to their success and, and one of the reasons why I think, especially in this day and age, they've done so well is they've done a really effective job of branding the label as a community and as a label that uh, that's not necessarily defined by a certain sound, but a certain kind of ethos of uh, artist support. And also they really, uh, the label was co-founded with uh, Kevin Drew from Broken Social Scene. And I think Broken Social Scene really is the embodiment of kind of the arts and crafts philosophy where there, if you look at the bands on the roster, many of them have kind of branched out from the broken, initial Broken Social Scene, Stars, Metric uh, kind of community. And I think that kind of ethos has really defined, and they've, they've really taken advantage of it to define what the label is. Um, and uh, Jay's just struck out. They basically they're out of the we're yeah. out of the seventh. We're, we're out of we're the seventh, and we're still down by one. Down by one. So um, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I just want to give want to give people a little update. This is going to be old news when this. I know, but they don't know what game it is. I mean, this will be up shortly. Sunday, June 9th. Oh, well, why are you telling people? Oh, it's your birthday. That's yeah. why. You know. I it's guess Johnny we'll Depp's birthday. That's what people will remember it are for. You, are you? Is this? Uh, is that significant for you? The fact that you have the same birthday as Johnny Depp? Are you a big fan of his? I feel more connected to the fact that I share a birthday with Cole Porter. Oh, because you're old. Yes. <laughs> no, that's fine. I thought. And uh, also, I'm a composer of classic ditties. You are a fan of the Depp, though, aren't you? You like the Johnny Depp? I, I'm, you know, I'm not not a fan. Yeah, you who like his movies. Who doesn't love Johnny Depp. I think some people don't like Johnny Depp. You know, also some people don't the love. Your hands. I know. I, how are you gonna not like him? Some people also don't love arts and crafts. I mean, they've taken a lot of criticism and heat over the years, and I don't know if that's just because of their success or because of how they've handled themselves. What do you make of that? Because you've probably heard it well, all. Well, what are the criticisms? 
Uh, that well, they're good at what they do. Yeah, exactly. That like, they've built a community. I mean, they're, they're not the most diverse label in the world, but I don't think that's a smart business strategy. Yeah. Like, I don't, would it make sense for Arts and Crafts to sign Ken Mode? Probably not. Right. I don't think it's what they do. I don't think it's what... So... Um, some people have a hard time with the fact that they've received so much funding uh, from some of our funding bodies here. I'm not going to get into a factor debate at a baseball game. Okay. That's fine. I don't want to have a factor uh, debate. I just want your I, I think that part of it is that... I don't even necessarily agree, by the way. I'm just telling you what Part of it say. is that uh, I think they have... Uh, they've succeeded at what they set out to do, and that's automatically going to bring out people who uh, haven't worked as hard, who think that they des they deserve as many advantages. Right, right. You're a fan. You're 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 a fan. You're a booster. Yeah, I'm not a fan of every act on the roster, but I'm absolutely a fan of what they've built and what they continue to do. They've always been very kind to me. I like them. I like yeah. their bands. I mean, I don't have a problem with them. I wasn't bringing it up. I was just trying to be a, uh, the devil's advocate. Is that what you're supposed to say? Yeah, I mean, what, why would why hate on a successful label that's putting out good music? Yeah, like doesn't make if any. you don't like it, go listen to something else. But but there's there's no value in my mind in in just like slagging other artistic endeavors. Well, you've put so many arts and crafts uh, bands on the cover of Exclaim, so clearly. Well, a handful. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Texas just had another. Is it a solo shot? A home run. Another home run. I think... Uh, oh, they, oh, they threw it back this time. So that this is a thing that happens now here, right? What, what? It happens in baseball in general. It's right. Not a, it's not a Skydome thing. I bet they wouldn't do it at Wrigley Field. I think they might. <laughs> <laughs> the classy people of Chicago. I just want to say I had a good experience with Wrigley Field. I love Chicago. It's an amazing city. Oh my God, it's fantastic. You had, uh, didn't you go to like a, what are, what are those food places called? The fancy food places? I did go to a fancy food place there. What'd you do? You had the uh, molecular something? Oh, I went to Graham Elliott in Chicago where we experienced some molecular gastronomy. That's it. And that was amazing? It's fantastic. But it's very pricey. You certainly get what you paid for. <laughs> if what you paid for was a a small scoop of popcorn ice cream on the uh, top left corner of an immense sized white plate. That sounds uh, amazing to me right now. It was really good. I'm really craving some lunch. I want to eat something, but I, you know, because it's it's like 3:30 in the afternoon here, and I'm starving and sweating and hot. But I'm having a great time on your birthday. Is there going to be cake? I don't know if there's cake. There Is that my responsibility? There was certainly beer. That's probably. Oh, I got you some beer. But I, I should. Thank you. You're welcome. I should have got you some cake. I, I apologize. Well, to be fair, you weren't given advance notice that it was my birthday. I forgot. No, you told me. I should know I don't every think year. I told you. I think you did tell me because you also just went to Prague. You've had an eventful. Because I kind of think of you as. Weeks. I kind of think of you as a guy that you know you're in your office and you do your stuff and you just go home. And you probably watch TV or read comic books or something or play video Those games. Those are things that I do. I don't play video games. You don't play video games? Okay, sorry. I don't know why I thought that. You never play video games? Ever? I just, I've seen video game consoles. People nearby us are wondering if we're commentating on the game. No, we're not commentating on the game. I'm, we're just having a conversation. Uh, no, but you just went to you went to Prague. I did go to Prague. And my, my wife, is her family is from Prague. They're probably one of the most famous families in Prague. All right, go ahead. Tell me what you learned about my uh, in-laws. So your your in-laws are part of the Lobkowitz family. Yes. And the Lobkowitzes have been uh, really quite a significant force, it turns out, in Prague history. 
we visited the Lobkowitz Palace in, in, in near the in the Prague Castle complex. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that they uh, they've been involved in some stuff. They owned a good chunk of Prague. They owned a good chunk of Bohemia, the province that Prague is part of, mm -hmm. uh, and have it turns out uh, been part of. Uh, the, what I what impressed me about the Lopkowitz family history is that they are uh, longtime supporters of the arts. And this is uh, significant. These guys can't handle the he microphones. Wants to know I know whether it's crazy. Go on the field. Oh, you want to go on the field? Don't you? Go on the field? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent? No, no. You say no, and you say. 100%. I'll double it. Two hundred percent. You should go on the field. Should I do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only if you're going to come back here and tell us about it. Yeah, you got to come back on the podcast. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Okay. Are you, you realize you're going to jail if you do it? Have you done okay. it? Have you done it before? And we won't be sitting here when you get I out of jail. I think I should do it. Have you done it? Have you ever done this before? No, I've never done this before. Is this a bucket list thing? It is a bucket list thing. It's, I would now love to do this before. So, okay. Crucial question. Do you have a plan for what you're going to do when you get on the field? I'm going to strip when I get on the field. Okay. I do have a plan. I do because have because a you plan. don't, you don't, you see the guy like he jumps out and then he's like, hey, I'm on the field. And then you're yeah. like, now what? You're not going to touch me. I'm naked. <laughs> you know. I'm at least going to do the moonwalk. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. Okay, okay. yeah. Okay. Dude, Are you, you have to, to do it. Get out as far as you can first. I want to at least make midfield. When are you going to okay. do it? When? Are you going to head straight for second or more of a general outfield? More of a general outfield. I think I'm going to do it eighth inning. Okay. Eighth inning. Do you do you have a budget to pay for the fine that you're going to get from the police? No, I don't. Oh. Okay. But I don't care. Yeah, I tell my parents so. Okay. Wait, how, I think you how got old your are you? Covered. How, how, how old are you? How old are you exactly? I am turning 25 this year. Okay. I am reaching a milestone. You're an adult. Yeah. So you you can make your own decisions. So I think if you I want to do something stupid, you have yeah. every right. It sounds like fun, doesn't it? It does to me, yeah. I think you should totally I do it. I think it's fun I, I for I us. Do I don't know if it's fun for you. I think I should do it. It's okay. Really yeah, everyone everyone here wants you to do support? it. Yep. Everyone is cheering for you to do it. Okay, so the eighth inning. We are actually We're actually in the eighth inning, sir. We're in the eighth inning. You're running out of time. It's the bottom of the eighth already. This is the moment where I... No, it's the top of the eighth. Apologies. All right, good luck. Everyone in our section now is egging this guy on, and I can't wait to see this happen. Do you think that we brought him undo attention because of the microphone? Possibly. It might. We might be in cahoots. Am I going to be charged with some sort of... No, no. We didn't do anything. We have permission. Okay. What's your friend's name? Lawrence. 
Lawrence, all Lawrence. right. Off Lawrence goes. This is great. Lawrence has been. he has a plan. Lawrence has been annoying. One of, one of the, uh, one of the right crucial fall button. Okay. drawbacks of the field jumper is that they don't know what they're going to do when they get on the okay, field. Okay, well, he he's, he he's going right down towards a police officer. There is officer. a security guy sitting that, right at the bottom of this row. That is not a security guy. That is a police officer. He has officer. picked a bad row for That jumping. is a police officer. That is not a security guy. He's right guy. there. Okay. Well, to be honest, he's been annoying me the entire game. And I kind of want to see He has him. been the guy behind us that has been the... The yapper. Yeah, the so if he goes, I, I, I'm going to be really his, excited. His, his friends behind us may be calling him All Talk. Oh, really? Yeah, I did hear that. All Talk and no action. Let's see what happens. Uh, oh, now some. Oh, 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 wait. One of his friends is going down to tell him not to do it, I think. Oh, or, he, he got dinged for intent, I think. Oh, uh, no, that's it. That's his friend. Oh, his is friend his is now telling him. Try, I think he's trying to talk him out of it. If he comes back up here, people are going to boo him. As though he, he were might, a member of the Texas he Rangers. Food. He may have been too. Now everyone's yelling, "Do it!" Now he's inspiring a, a "Do oh, it!" Yeah, shit. Yeah, oh, okay. He's got okay. the section behind no, him. No, no. I think he's going. I think he's going. Oh, now he's oh, caught the attention of the police officer. Out. See the oh, oh. Yeah. Now, now. Oh, and now oh, staff. Staff's in on staff's it now. Staff's in on it now. Yeah. This is not good. Poor Lawrence. I think. Will he get ejected just for this? Now the staff, the guy in the staff can, shirt is talking can, to him. Can you get ejected for attempted uh, field jumping? I gotta boo him. Boo! Boo! Uh, now we gotta ask him. Are they gonna kick him out though? This guy. You can't kick him out for not doing anything. Well, he tried to do it though. They were trying to get him. Lawrence. Does he have to go? Lawrence, are you getting kicked out? Are you out of the game? He's out of he the game. Do he didn't go. What the fuck? So he's gone? He's just gone. All right, Lawrence wow. is gone. Uh, wow, well, that was exciting. That was kind of an exciting non-event. <laughs> nothing actually dramatic. happened. Nothing actually happened. Nothing did you, happened. Did you, sir, did you want him to, to rush the field? I don't think he would have made it even halfway through the field. There's a cop right there. Yeah, I, I don't think he would have done it. But but just based on his behavior behind us, did you want him? He wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to do no, it. Did he seem like a coward? Yeah, I think so. He took his time with it. Yeah, we agree over here that this guy was a coward. Lawrence, he seemed a little hesitant. Lawrence seemed like a bit of a coward, I yeah, think. Yeah, little, I don't, I don't maybe think. Maybe a bit of a, t a talker. <laughs> uh, sorry, we were talking about uh, Rush, weren't we? I don't think we were talking about Rush. Weren't we talking about Prague? Oh, yes, my investigation oh, yes. into we were Prog Rock. We are talking about yes, sorry. Uh, the Lobkowitz family. Oh, sorry, we are talking and about... The, and their support for the Beethoven uh, symphonies. Basically, you discovered that my my wife, who, by the way, is the greatest individual person in the whole wide world... And a legitimate princess. Yes, that's true. Uh, you discovered that she is... Uh, yeah, got a little uh, blue blood. It, it's very... It's some, some richy rich stuff. And, and let me say... But no money. Say, There's no money. I don't know if there's money. No, I, I was told specifically there was no. That might be what you've been told. Do you think, I have no based evidence. on what you saw, I, all you think I heard there might about be was money? a 270 room palace well, I, in Malabkowitz's name. As your wife said, I married up, but you, uh, you absolutely did. That you married was marrying up. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> wow. Birthday grilling from James over here. She's the best. Yeah. She's a lovely woman, and you couldn't do better. She's away right now. With my son, they're in. Where uh, is she? They're in Edmonton. Oh, yeah, they're away for like two weeks. At the uh, the Western Palace. Yes, there's no, no, no. It's a very modest uh, house. 
and uh, they're great people. Anyway, so you had a good time in Prague. Fantastic. It rained the whole time, and then they declared a Wait state a of emergency. That's right. There was a flood. You didn't even tell us about that. There was a flood. Uh, it was more of a precautionary state of emergency than an actual one, but uh, yeah, it rained the whole time, and then the rivers overflowed, and and uh, but yeah, it, it didn't turn out to be that big a deal. Okay, where are we now? Are we in the ninth? We're going into the bottom of the eighth. Oh, the bottom of the eighth. Oh man, I might have to leave early. My cars. I couldn't. I couldn't pay for parking more than three hours, and I assumed it wasn't going to go 18 innings. Should I be worried about my car? They'll take my car, won't they? They'll take my car away. I don't know if they'll tow it. It depends on where you park, I, I guess. I guess I might get a ticket. You might get a ticket. All right, well, we'll figure it out. It's, it's a fine. really big Jays flag. It's the, the Blue Jay mascot is just running across the field with a flag. So the pageantry and stuff, this appeals to you too? Like, do you like the whole experience of going to sports I events? I do. Yeah? Is it because of the kind of, because I, my wife would often say like, hey, like during the World Cup, I want to go to the bar to watch the game. And I'd say, but we pay for cable and we pay for this amazing TV and we have surround sound. Why would we do that? Why would we be around people? We may not even get a seat. It's like, oh, it's the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere. There's a certain energy to, uh, you know, you, I don't know, you know, you watch sports at home. I do. Uh, By myself. Yeah. Primarily. Do you yell at the TV? No. But if you're out at a bar, if, but you've yelled at the players at the game, they can't hear you. I, have you? We've been to many basketball games and, yes. and baseball games. Have I ever yelled anything? I think. I mean, you've you've cheered. I've said quietly, "Oh, that was good." Uh, you know, but you've cheered. Yeah, yeah, I have cheered. I've clapped. That's true. Okay. You know, yeah. You've outwardly expressed enthusiasm that in a way that you would not at home on the couch. So that's because of the. Is that you get caught up in the community aspect. That's kind of the same philosophy behind the television laugh track. Yes. If, they, if you hear other people reacting to something... You're going to laugh. Right. So we're just a weak-willed people. Like, I, I should... We, we want a, a, to feel a, a sense of belonging. We want to feel a part of a community. Right. That's part of what the collective experience of sports is about. And I, I suppose the collective experience. I, this is my fifth or sixth Jays game this year. I certainly have not watched five or six full Jays games at home on television. Right. Because I enjoy the atmosphere of being at the park more than I enjoy sitting at home watching it. Right, right. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I suppose it's why I like going to live shows. Yeah. As opposed to watching YouTube clips. You're I can't not home get through watching YouTube clips. I can't get through a live YouTube clip, I've decided. I, I sometimes I, I post one on Twitter or Facebook and I'm like Hey, this is kind of cool. Like if someone's on Letterman yeah. or something, it's like four minutes. But like sometimes, like I came upon a Hot Snakes show yesterday. It was like a, an hour, whole show, and I got through half of the first song. And I'm like, I can't sit here and watch this. Yeah. Because it's not the same thing. No. All right. So basically, you're encouraging me to leave my house every once in a while. I'm encouraged myself to leave my right, house. Right. Because once that's what I was. While. That's what I was getting at. I used to think of you as something of a hermit. I have some hermit tendencies. It's you, true. You don't go to shows. You you tend to stay home. I was at a show yesterday. Well, you went to the... Yeah. And I was at a show the day before. What was it, a show the day before? I, J- I went to the Jen Kirkman comedy Oh, the comedy thing. Yeah. I like to see some live comedy. Yeah. Oh. I love when the crowd gets excited about something and then they get deflated. Is that wrong? Does that make me a bad person that I like the disappointment more than I like the uh, excitement? I, uh, well, I, I think part of it is just that you like the engagement. Yeah. That they're reacting in the moment. So I went to see the Stones on Thursday. Yes. 
And the uh, Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones. That's right. That's right. The Rolling a, Stones. A rock and roll band. My friend Sam, who was just on this show a few weeks ago, he knows how to get tickets to things. Huge Stones fan. Has seen them for like the last 30, 40 years, whatever it's been. And uh, 30 years, 20, 20 or 30 years. So he gets uh, there's this random draw of tickets. They're eighty-five dollars, and he gets some. And you do you, the deal is you get to the venue and you don't even know where you're sitting, but there are pairs of them. So and the rest of the tickets are like two hundred dollars. The range of tickets otherwise, other than eighty-five, is like two hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. So the day of the show or the day before the show, the night before, he says, "Hey, uh, one of the people backed out." And uh, I say, uh, oh, well, I got to come up with somebody to bring with me then. So one of the people is my ex-girlfriend. She's a huge Stones fan. So I actually, we're not friends anymore, but I actually uh, reached out to her to be like, hey, do you want to, did you get a ticket? I didn't even say, like, do you want to go? Do you, do you, do you want to get a ticket? And she said, oh, I didn't even think about it because I'm a big, she's a Stones fan, but she's frugal. It's too expensive. And she says, well, let me talk to my boyfriend and we'll figure it out. Maybe I can come. And in the interim, I decided I should check in with my wife about this. And she said, uh, what are you, crazy? You can't go with your ex-girlfriend. And, and I was like, oh, because I, I'm over it. Like, this was a very damaging relationship for me. But I'm actually, to me, this was like a symbol of like, I'm done. I, this doesn't bother me anymore. And uh, she said, no, I, I don't think you should go. Now, as it turned out, the ticket was gone. Like, it was over. Like, it, it, it didn't work out that there was an extra ticket. So it, it worked out in the end, sort of. But what do you think of that? Should I? I was trying to show that I progressed, that I was kind of past all the anger and resentment. How long ago? Ten years. Yeah, that's that's well past statute of limitations, I would say. Yeah, like there's nothing and going. And you're married. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. I just thought it would be nice, a nice, warm. Like again, we're not friendly. Particularly, like we're friendly when we see each other, but we don't hang out or anything. Friendly, I, but not friends. Yeah, right. Like, totally. Like we're totally civil. Yeah. And this is something we used to do. We used to we saw the stones together. And but I it racked me with guilt uh, at some point. I mean, initially it didn't. And it's just a thing I had to deal with recently, and I don't know how I, if I did the right thing or not. But you seem to be on my side. Well, I was on your side before you mentioned that you had been to Stone shows together. One. Previously. One Stone show. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, part of that is like, oh, this is a thing that we shared that we could recreate. I could understand where there might be some... I'm not saying it's a rational reaction, but I could understand why there might be a reaction. Well, optically, she was also leaving for two weeks, so then, like, what am I doing? Like, I, I, the day before she goes, I'm hanging out with my ex-girlfriend. It's a really weird circumstance that I, I've been wrestling with, and I, you know, I often seek counsel from you. You become something of a therapist for me. That's weird. And, and I, that's why I, I wanted to run it by you. Because this is basically our session this week. It's the Blue Jays game on your birthday. So you to tell me I'm not a bad person. You're not you're not a horrible person. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. And also, because I've been going through a lot of stuff lately, and this was part of the exercise of me like trying to let go of something. Because I think sometimes I hold on to grudges and anger. And I, I shouldn't do that, I don't think. Do you do that? Because you're in an industry that's fraught with people letting you down, not no. you know, disappointing you. No. No, what? That's not the no, industry? No, I don't. I, yes, that is the industry. No, I don't tend to do that. I try not to, anyway. Right. Uh, I, I, I try to not hold grudges, but at the same time have a long memory. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I like that. Well, okay, that's, maybe I phrased it poorly. Maybe I just have a long memory. I like to not let people get away with stuff. Sure. 
I think I'm a wannabe uh, legal, like a cop or something. But you expect them to remember and maybe owe you one later. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't work out that way because no I have no power or something. I don't that, know. That's part of the problem. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to leverage things when you have no leverage. Yeah, anyway, I wasn't going after anything. I just thought this would be a nice gesture. Anyway, the stones were great. Yeah, I, I really feel like I, I got the full Stones experience in 1989 when I saw them on the Steel Wheels tour. You went to that tour? I did, with uh, Living Color opening. Wow. So, uh, honestly, I, they haven't written a single song since that I would feel <laughs> like I've missed out by not seeing live. I think they uh, that Doom and Gloom song they've been playing, that's a newer one, that's really good. I really like that one. I have no idea what Oh, that man, is. it's a good one. I actually like it. I think Jagger wrote the whole thing. And, uh, you know, it was a good show. Like, uh, Mick Taylor did a bunch of songs with them. They're kind of bastards, though, right? The whole ticket fiasco, they're charging people so much, and there's, like, a lottery and all this stuff. I didn't like that. And then Mick Taylor, they don't let him play more than three songs because I think he kind of shows them up. Yeah. Well, he is, like, 30 years younger than they are. I guess he's significantly younger. But he's really, he doesn't look 30 years younger, by the way. But he plays on all, like, the, he plays, like, Can't You Hear Me Knocking and... Uh, what else did he play on? Oh, Midnight Rambler. Anyway, he could have done so much more. You can actually see Stones people shooing him away off stage. All right, are we in the bottom of the ninth? This would be the bottom of the ninth coming up. All right. And we're down by we're down two runs. I think this game's pretty much. Hey. Sorry, I, mean, I was going to say pretty much on. It's game on. This game it is, is game pretty on. much. It might be rally cap time. Yeah, rally. Oh, do I have to flip? I'm wearing a Cubs cap. Yeah, so you can't rally cap with an opposing team's cap. They're not even in the same league. They're in the National no. League. Anyway, that's fun. Uh, all right, well, what else is coming up for uh, for you these days with Exclaim and stuff? What are you North by on? Northeast is this week. That's right. What are you going to do? I don't even know, but there's, uh, there's some stuff that I'm excited about, even if I'm not going to be able to remember what it is. <laughs> You, you were planning to? Is there like exclaim? Is exclaim like presenting exclaim anything? Is, uh, well, we're having a we're having a couple of different things. We're having a party, and we're also having a, a little backyard barbecue thing on Friday afternoon, I think, where uh, where local blues duo Cattle are oh. uh, playing, having broken up not six months ago. Yeah, I remember. I wrote I wrote a story about them for exclaim. Yeah, know, for I'm exclaim. like really. I mean, you can't you can't be playing six like that's not a breakup. That's a break. Yeah. I, well, they clearly must have lost a member, right? They're down to two now. They were a trio. I think they're only occasionally a trio. No, they started out as a trio, then became a duo. No, no, they started as a trio, then someone left from the trio, so they became a new trio. Then this other guy left, I think. And now I think they're a duo. I don't know. Anyway, Cattle, where, where is this? When is this? Uh, backyard of Exclaim off Bloor Street on Friday afternoon. Okay, so like Bloor and Shaw? Uh, yeah. Nice. Anything else? Uh, I'm speaking on a panel on Tuesday that I don't know what it's about. How is that possible? What do you mean? They, they didn't tell you? Not really. I did not get a lot of concrete answers to my follow-up questions. Do you know who else is on the panel? No. You know nothing about the panel? It's about design and the future, apparently. The future? Like yes. just in general? Yeah. Huh. Well, that's amazing. All, all and your... when I said, I don't really know what this panel is about, could you give me some more information? And they said, ah, you'll work it out. All right. Do you find a lot of the stuff that you do is kind of making stuff up as you go along? Uh, the first time, sure. First time? What do you mean the first time? The first time I do it. 
No, I mean, I you've been running up. a magazine for, like, as you say, 19 years. Yeah, I'm making up less of it than I used to now. Now you kind of know now what I you're doing. Now I feel like I've made it up. Oh, okay. All right. And now it's just following patterns? Some, I mean, I'm still making up some of it, but I'm not making up as much as I used to. Well, what's coming up for the next issue? Because you were away for, like, what, a week and a half, two weeks? I was away for about a week and a half, and... Uh, you know I haven't what? even been back to work yet. I'm still jet lagged. But you must have made plans before you left about what's coming uh, yeah, up. Yeah, I don't remember those plans, so <laughs> I'm going to have to go in tomorrow and check my notes. When's the next issue? See if they were good plans in about three weeks. Three weeks? That doesn't seem like a lot of time to not know what's going on. I should really get on that. <laughs> well, you should enjoy your birthday. I don't know if we're going to make it to the end of the... the, the if we're going to find out what happens in this game for the end uh, of the I'm show. I'm going to find out. I actually am still curious. Where, where do you think Lawrence is right now? The guy that was trying to. I don't. I. I don't know. I think don't they know detain him or they just kick jail. him out. All his it, friends left. Yeah, all of them are gone. I was really happy that they left. I didn't like them. You know, I've come to accept that the uh, the uh, boisterously enthusiastic uh, fan is part of the sporting experience. No, no, that's fine. But he had a very irritating voice. You heard him talking. Everyone he heard him talking just now. It was, it was a bit weird. It's a kind of a foghorn or or like a like a virus. If a virus could talk, it kind of <laughs> sounded like like an illness was just talking out loud about how he's going to... Yeah, I don't think Lawrence had a, a well-thought-out plan of attack. And then, uh, and then it turned out that was true. All right, the, the Jays just got walked. Speaking of well, speaking of well thought out plans of attack, we're getting a lead off walk. Is that? That's not bad. But the, the I was gonna say, like you've been following. Is this the first time you've had kind of like season tickets? So you've got kind of a package this year for of tickets, right, for the Jays? Have you done this before? Uh, not in a while. Okay. Not. Uh, I probably haven't. I sort of went away. I was a hardcore Jays fan. In the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And then, uh, and then I moved away to uh, basketball for a while, and I'm sort of back on the baseball. You're splitting your time between both, though, right? You've been following the. Well, let me let me get to this. I'm I'm first and foremost a lover of the Raptors. Okay. We're not active right now. No. No. I was going to say that at the beginning of this season, there was a lot of promise for this Jays team. Everyone was like, oh, pennant, everything's going to happen. Yeah. And now they've got a losing record. It's horrible. What happened? They're in the shits. You, you've... Uh, injuries. Uh, I, I think, to a certain extent, a lack of team cohesion initially. A lot of turnover from last year. And I think a big burden of, of heavy expectations that this team didn't handle well initially. I'll have to take your word on that. I mean, I've been following it a little bit. I, I just know they're not doing well. And, no. And I, I know that R.A. Dickey came to town and everyone was very excited. Yeah. It hasn't quite worked out the way everyone hoped. He's been playing better the last couple of weeks. He's but, also uh, injured, right? Or he was. Uh, no, I'm, I don't... You've been in Prague. You don't know what's going on. I thought he was... Didn't he leave again? Shirtless, heavy-set older man in our section. Yeah, he's got quite a. Quite it is a not me, for the record. Yeah, he's got a, quite a tremendous uh, girth about him, and people are enjoying. Oh! There was a bobble there. The Rangers shortstop bobbled the ball, and now the Jays have two on in the bottom of the ninth. They're down by two. 
And by the time you hear this, the result of this game will have already been settled. And, you know, I'll try to update people at the end of the show somehow about what happened. But James, it's uh, great to be here with you. Are you leaving? Is this it? Well, I kind of... You're leaving the bottom of the ninth. I'm not two gonna... on, no out. Should I down stay? Down by two. All right, I should stay. You're I like, should... oh no, the parking. I just, I feel like, I am worried about the parking, but I also feel like this isn't going to work out so well. It could be over in one swing. I know. All right. The game could just be over. It's kind of cool to have all this noise. We have to stand, I think. Everyone's standing. Oh, oh a bunt. A bunt. And one out. Runners at second and third. Now we are calling the game. I was not hoping to call the game. I told the Blue Jays communications people I would not be calling the game on the, on the show. And now I'm calling the game. You know what else? Tonight is game two of the Heat and the Spurs. And well, maybe that's immaterial now that uh, Jose Bautista is up. I mean, who, who better to be up right now, right? This guy could well, win the Linden game. Linden or Encarnacion oh, yeah. might be better. That's but. true, that's true. But Joey Bats is pretty good. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. All right, so I'm not going to leave. We're going to figure out how this goes. What is the strategy here, James? Hit a home run. That's it? Got a strike. Got a strike one. People are not happy about that. Have you ever, have you ever booed someone? Uh, you generally I've booed opposing teams. You have booed? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I believe I booed the Lakers at a game that you and I were at uh, I booed them too. Earlier. I booed them in my car on the way to the game. Just occurred to me that I missed the picking of the 50-50 draw numbers. Oh no, did you? Oh no, I'm sorry. Maybe I won. It is your birthday. Uh, oh, two strikes. I'm sorry, hopefully, wouldn't your, you know someone who works here or something, wouldn't they have texted you if you won? Well, I don't, I don't think the ticket number had know. my name on oh, it. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. That would be fixed. I'm sorry, what if you did win? This would be a horrible end to your birthday. If I ruined it. Yeah, I think I would still win. I don't think they'd just give it to somebody else. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay. Oh, he struck out. Joey Bass struck out. There's two outs now. Oh, I thought there were no outs. Oh, he's arguing with the ump. Oh, wow. There, there's a huge argument going on. He's in his face. Wow. Oh, Joey Bash. Oh. Okay, so what does that mean? He threw his bat and his helmet back onto the field. I've never seen that. Was that a red card in baseball? How does that work? Does he uh, get fined? I, I mean, I think you could get thrown out for it, but uh, but I don't know. They don't have uh, technical fouls or anything. I know. So what does that mean? Well, the game's practically over. All right, there's two out. Let's see what happens here. Who do we have up here? Edwin Encarnacion, who leads the league, leads the team in home runs. And RBIs. Okay. 17 so, homers. This could be it. 51 RBIs. 51 RBIs already this year. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Inside baseball there. 
All right, now people are upset. That was that was that was pretty inside. It was an inside. Yeah, it was inside at the knees. That's a hard pitch to get away from, and also you don't want a fastball to hit you in the knee. Did you think that you and I would ever get to a point where we were calling a baseball game together? I mean, no. I, I'm clearly not. I'm following your lead here. But. Nor is this. I, I just want to say. Nor oh. is my involvement in any way uh, intended to be a slight against the Major League Baseball Corporation, and uh, who require express written and, consent and before any reproduction of yes, or, and, or, and yeah. his permission has not been granted. I am in no way responsible for this. Podcast. I called the Blue Jays' office and asked them if this was cool. They said it was fine. They said as, people put stuff on YouTube you all the time. weren't doing commentary. Well, what just happened? What I missed that? Oh, they just—they're having a. A meeting. People don't like meetings. Three People. years from now, we will be in court arguing the, the difference between uh, between uh, commentary and and mere uh, live action podcast. No, no, this is not commentary. We're, I mean, we're okay. I don't know. I feel like we talked. We had a good talk, right? We talked about a lot of stuff. I feel like we touched on a lot of stuff. Do you feel like we didn't talk about enough stuff? Do you want to be back I, on the show? I well. I better be back on the show. Yeah, you can be back on the show. I brought you to a Jays game on my birthday. Yeah, yeah. No, you can come back. We can talk about it. Get a repeat visit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can come back. We can talk about whatever you want. I just thought this would be fun. We'll pick a Raptors game next. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they'll let me do it there. I don't know. Something about, I don't know why. The Jays seem cooler. Like, just like chill, more chill. Yeah, I don't know. What are you going to do? There's like, how many people fit in this big building? Uh, 48,000 approximately. Oh, is that it? Maybe more. It's only 19 at the ACC, so... I know, I know, but I, I thought it was more. Anyway, I mean, they can't control what 48,000 people are doing at any given moment with media, you know, with media devices. They controlled what Lawrence was going to do. Yeah, well, Lawrence was going to... Yeah, that's true. Okay, here we go. It's two balls, one strike. Uh, strike. Two. Okay, it's so this could two be and it. two. They could, they could win the game on a pitch. They could yeah. lose the game on a pitch. Yeah. They could extend the game on a pitch. How excited are you? Because there's no stakes really for this game. It's a game. I mean, I still maintain that the playoffs are the only important part of any sport. It's a long season for sure. It's too long. People have parking meters to tend to, you know. Okay, here we go. This is very pivotal. Oh, oh no, he popped right out. He popped right out. All right, that's the game. There you go. People are leaving. All right, James. All right. I'm sorry, not a great uh, result for your birthday. But anyway, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know. We got to go. These, go ahead. You can go. We're just finishing up a thing. People think we're kind of on. Yeah, that's true. Do you, you feel okay? Do you feel self-conscious on your birthday? We're just doing a podcast. Yeah. Okay. I'm just getting roped into things. All right, thanks, James. Thanks, Vish. Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at cfru.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast 
on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light Shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.